Well, I like that interpretation of that scripture, didn't you? It's good to take a scripture and take it to heart. What does it mean to you? And to take that and say, God is calling me even to go out to my neighbors right here in town and tell them about God. Tell them about Jesus. He's called us to take the gospel into all the world. That includes our next door neighbor, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Well, my name is Mark Trethaway. As Mark has introduced me already, I'm with Adventist World Radio. The purpose of Adventist World Radio is to take the gospel of the kingdom into all the world. How many Christians are there in this world? I, not enough. <laughs> There's over two billion Christians in this world. Most of those are Catholic. How many Seventh-day Adventists are there? I think 21 million, it's about 21 million. How many people are there in the world? It's getting close to 8 billion. It's growing. What's the difference? There's a lot of people who don't know about Jesus. And what is the Great Commission? To take the gospel to those people and tell them about it. And that's what Adventist World Radio is all about. They want to use whatever they can to get the gospel out. Radio, of course. They've got 1,800 radio stations, and they strategically place these radio stations in right up to the next to a border where they won't allow missionaries, and they'll broadcast over that border into countries that, well, they just don't want Christianity there, but they'll broadcast, and people can hear it, tune in on their radios, and they can hear the gospel. Miracle stories from from all over the place, from people who are in these places where missionaries don't go. But people are hearing these stories and it's changing them. We won't know until we get to heaven just how much of an impact this is having on people. But the, they use radio, they use shortwave radio, they use God pods, they use cell phones. Cell phone evangelism is big. If you've got a cell phone, well, people everywhere have a cell phone. They might not even have a bathroom in their house, but they'll have a cell phone. And they've got this app. It's called WhatsApp. And people, you know, not in America, we don't use it so much here. But in other countries, WhatsApp, they just live on that. And they communicate with everybody through WhatsApp. Well, you can get your uh, cell phone. If you got their number, you can send them a Bible study right there on their cell phone. And here's this nice video Bible study. It pops up and says, who sent me this? And they can read it and listen to this. And it'll give you an invitation to have more people by the tens of thousands are receiving Bible studies on their cell phones now. Using YouTube, using Facebook, using Twitter, Instagram, whatever we can use, we're using that to get the gospel out. And that's what God wants us to do. You know how many languages there are in the world? I, I looked it up. And the number I came up with was 6,500 languages. That's a lot of different languages. You know how many languages the Seventh-day Adventist Church is conducted in? About 970. That's got to grow. There's a lot of people who need to hear the gospel who don't even know about Jesus yet. There's about 2,000 main languages, and there's many people who are bilingual. But there's a lot of people that still need to be reached. And these messages are being translated and translated into different languages and put out there. 
every time we can get a chance, put up another radio station and broadcast it out. That's what Adventist World Radio is all about. We have a video I want to show right now. And uh, could you run that video? Cami Utman. Meet Perfecto, okay, a pagan it. chief tucked high up in the Philippine jungles. Spiritualism and local lore ruled his life. His prized possession was his radio. Surprisingly, his music was replaced with Adventist World Radio's Bible messages. The Sabbath truth captivated his heart. Daily, the entire village gathered around his radio, resulting in the whole village being baptized together. God's three angels' messages transformed Perfecto from a pagan chief into a Seventh-day Adventist leader who donated his own property to build the village a church. Meet Mama Miembe in Tanzania. Challenged by her pastor to use the upcoming radio evangelistic series as a witnessing tool, she carried her radio everywhere. Next to the town bar was her garden. As she tended to her plants, the radio's volume was turned up. This caught the attention of the bar owner and his patrons. Elias Drunken Bar transformed into a Seventh-day Adventist place of worship. Eliah and 20 of his customers were baptized. Meet Prahalad, a witch doctor residing in the Himalayan mountains of Nepal. Depression overcame him with his failure to heal his two dying sons through witchcraft. Providentially, his son Surendra tuned into AWR and shared it with Prahalad and 17 other families who all decided to be baptized. Now, grateful to be out from under the spell of witchcraft and freed by Bible truth, AWR trained them to witness through their cell phones. Prahalad, a witch doctor, transformed into a Seventh-day Adventist cell phone evangelist. Meet Wisam Ali. He was shot, stoned twice, and stabbed by a mob. But each time, angels saved his life. Wisam has translated our Adventist sermons into Arabic and sends them out through cell phone platforms. The domino effect is that many Arabs and entire congregations have become Sabbath keepers, baptized in the Jordan River. Wisam, a former Muslim, transformed into the only Arabic-speaking Seventh-day Adventist pastor in Israel. Meet the executioner, a ruthless hitman. I have killed so many. How could God forgive me? The voice of a pleading victim haunted him long after it had been silenced in the Philippine jungles. Through his family's radio, God pulled at his heartstrings when he realized that he was the lost sheep. He studied, believed, and was baptized. Now armed with the gospel, a projector, and a radio, he has returned to those same villages. This is a real modern-day Saul to Paul story. The executioner transformed into God's life-saving evangelist. Meet Ranja the witch of Madagascar. She was dedicated to the devil as a baby. Witchcraft made her influential. Villages hired her to stop the rampant cow thieves from stealing their herds. Even though I was very powerful, could heal people, shut crocodiles' mouths, and make bullets stop, I was miserable. When AWR played, the evil spirits had no control over her. 
she learned that Jesus is the ultimate power. After baptism, she started three Seventh-day Adventist churches. A spell-casting witch transformed into a church-planting soul winner. Meet 16-year-old Dorette from South Africa, a struggling teenager questioning her faith. She reluctantly joined TMI to preach an evangelistic series in Zambia. She was shocked to see so many of her attendees were baptized. This changed the path of her life forever. Dorette is now studying to become a missionary. This doubting teen transformed into a confident soul winner. Meet Marius, an elder of the SDA church. He was inactive and lukewarm until he was introduced to cell phone evangelism. Burden for his son, Elmer, who had been using drugs for 15 years, Marius simply forwarded the Bible recordings. Today, Elmer is baptized, drug-free, and has joined his dad as a cell phone evangelist, spreading the word to thousands every week. Friends, Jesus is coming soon. Loud let it ring. He invites you and me to be a part of this great movement. God's three angels' messages will transform you and any willing heart into a loving, God-fearing, commandment-keeping Bible believer. From broadcast to baptism, this is AWR 360. Think of that. A pagan chief, a witch doctor, an assassin, a witch, a Muslim. How easy is it to witness to these people? A bar owner. And yet, this is a testimony of all of these people who were converted. They heard the call of Jesus. They felt the power of the Holy Spirit, and they responded. And praise the Lord, they are candidates for the kingdom of heaven now. How would they do that if they never heard the gospel? And how are they going to hear the gospel if there's no one there to tell them? God wants us to go into all the world and tell people about Jesus. Phenomenal things are happening in the Philippines right now. At the end of 2021, they had a countrywide evangelistic series. Many series going on in different places throughout the Philippines. And at the end of that, over 124,000 people were baptized. That is a lot of people to be baptized. And what's really happening over there, my wife and I went over there about three years ago. Each of us did an evangelistic series. Have you, anybody here done an evangelistic series? I see three hands, three hands, four hands. I've got five hands. Is it hard to do an evangelistic series? If you do it in English, yes, but if you do it in another language, you have an interpreter right there, and you, what? You have time to think, you can read your line, and then they interpret it, and you can go to your next line. And you know, I've seen 12-year-old kids do this. With success, there was a 12-year-old Russian boy who did this over in Rwanda. 200 people in his group were baptized. It's not about us. 
It's about the Holy Spirit. Do you want to be a servant working with the Holy Spirit? Yes, let him work with you. And I, I love this, this brother's reading the, 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 the scripture today. And he took it to his own heart. And he says, let me go into my community and share the gospel. Again, it's not about you. It's about the Holy Spirit working through you. Let him work. And you will see some amazing things happen. One thing that happened in, in uh, the Philippines is about three years ago, we, we got, oh, I got off track here. When we went to Palawan, my wife and I, we met a band by his name of uh, Robert Dulay. Robert Dulay was a pastor there, and he had done a, a year or so earlier, he had done a series over the radio, broadcasting it into the jungles of the Philippines. And uh, he didn't know who was out there listening or what, but one night he was home in his own home and he heard a knock on his door. He answered the door and there were three men. And they said, are you Robert DeLay? And he says, well, yes, I am. And he says, are you the one who's preaching over the radio? Yes, that, I've preached. If you've been listening, that's what I've been doing. And he says, well, we're from the rebel army. We're way out there in the jungles of the Philippines. And we have been listening. And there are a number of people who want you to come out there and preach to us. Will you come? Now, this is the rebel army. It's dangerous over there. But he received the call, and he knew what he had to do. And he went out there into the jungles of the Philippines on this invitation, and he preached. And over 150 of those soldiers laid down their weapons, and they picked up Bibles. They changed their lives. They followed Jesus. That was the beginning of a big turnover of the rebel army in the Philippines. Major strides have been made since that time. Just recently, about a year ago, 700 of the assassins who were members of this rebel army put down their weapons, picked up Bibles. They were baptized. And they met them with a challenge, each one reach one. Go back into the jungles and tell what you have experienced here. And bring your friends in. Let's see, bring friends in. Bring 700 more. Let's baptize 700 more. They answered that challenge and 700 more were baptized. It's just amazing what God is doing there. I've had the privilege of going to, to Rwanda, seeing people. Rwanda is the place, the Holy Spirit is really working there. It's a country that's one-tenth the size of the state of Washington, and yet in that one month that we were there in 2017, over 100,000 people were baptized. It was, it was just amazing to see that. And the pastor asked me, he says, well, when you see so many people come forward to the altar calls, he says, what do they do in America? And I says, well, on a really good one, you might have 10. You might have, you know, he just couldn't believe it. He just thought, well, why aren't people responding? We have too much in this country, don't we? We need Jesus. We need to follow him with our whole heart. I got to go to Romania. Just recently, I got to go to the wild mission field of Raymond, Washington, and did a series there. And people were baptized, two people, though, who were baptized. The, the amazing thing is they never even came to our church. I don't think they've ever been there still. They were watching it on Facebook. Watching it on Facebook. And I got in touch with them, and I went... I went to visit them, and as soon as I walked in the door, the lady says, I want to be baptized. 
what a way to meet somebody. <laughs> but yeah, we I found out a church that was close to where they were, and we took them over there and baptized them there. God is working. God is working. I have one more video I want to share with you here. If we could show that video. My uncle had tried to stone me to death, and now my cousins were here to finish the job. Find out how God is using Adventist World Radio to reach the Muslim community and other difficult-to-reach areas with the gospel message. Hi, I'm Cami Utman, and this is AWR. 360. Adventist World Radio is broadcasting to the most remote locations of the world and more than 130 different languages. We've been doing this for the past, well, almost 50 years now, but I've never seen anything like this before. From baptizing rebels and assassins, almost daily we receive news of amazing miracles taking place all around this old ball of mud. Weeson's story right here in Nazareth is an example that especially touched my heart. Being born Muslim, Weeson was taught to hate Christianity. So when his sister decided to become a Christian, he was sent by his family to kill her. But because of a miraculous dream from God, he decided to begin studying the Bible. He soon returned to Nazareth to share his new belief with his family, and his uncle, upon hearing this, became very angry and ordered his stoning. This happened over and over until finally his brother stepped in. Then his father advised Wiesem to flee the country. Years later, after his father and uncle died, Wiesem's mother invited him to return. He immediately saw an opportunity to share Jesus in Nazareth. So he decided to set up a center of influence where he used the Bible to teach English to his fellow people. We also gave we some AWR God Pods, which he distributed among his community. Recently though, things took a turn for the worse as the sons of his dead uncle found out what Weesom was doing. They too had participated in his stoning many years before and now rallied a mob and went to Weesom's house to attack him. Weesom's wife, Audrey, heard the commotion downstairs and rushed out to see what was happening. She knew right away that Weesom was in serious trouble and fell on her knees and began to pray. Weesom's brothers rushed to protect him when he was hit with a metal rod. But then his own cousin pulled out his knife and stabbed Weesim. But to his astonishment, the knife bent, leaving him unharmed. Weesim's brother then picked up the bent knife and said, Try again to kill the man of God. As the mob retreated, they threatened, You will not know where or when, but we will kill you. Several months later, Weesim received a shocking phone call that these same two cousins had been killed while riding their motorcycle. It just reminds me that if God is for us, who can be against us? This miraculous event agitated the Muslim community so much that Weesom knew it was the perfect time to use AWR's cell phone evangelism. He immediately sought out someone to translate the sermons into Arabic. He found a man named Jamil who readily agreed to help. 
Jamil worked for days, sometimes late into the night, translating the Bible-based sermons. As he read, he was so greatly moved by the presentations that he felt compelled to share them with one of his friends from the Baptist Church. She was so amazed by the sermons that she shared them with her pastor, who was also impressed by what he read. He then sought out Wiesem to preach at his church. Wiesem presented at the Baptist Church, sharing Bible prophecy, our health message, and Ellen White's writings. Their hearts were so convicted that the pastor and almost his whole congregation made the decision to be baptized into the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And on a beautiful Sabbath day, we held a church service at the Jordan River. Then one by one, they entered into the water. Weeson had the joy of baptizing these precious souls with Elder Dwayne McKee. God is calling all who are willing to proclaim his last day message. Adventist World Radio not only broadcasts into the Muslim countries in their own languages, but we are working with people like Wiesam, helping to share the gospel message in countries that still need to hear the wonderful story of Jesus. Thank you for supporting AWR. Jesus is coming soon, and he invites you and me to be a part of this great movement that will light the earth with a knowledge of his truth. From broadcast to baptism, this is AWR 360. story. I got to see that knife at Benton. I got to meet Wissom about, uh, I don't know, a few months ago down there. He came and went to a rally we had down there in uh, Vancouver, Washington. It's, it's just amazing to meet a man who's been through America like that. And you know, he's not afraid to go out and proclaim the gospel, even though he's got these death threats on his head, attempted murders against him, he knows that God is with him. If God be for us, who can be against us? And if we are on the Lord's side, he's got his hand on us. Praise the Lord. God is good. Doug was talking this morning to, about, what was, it was about these Muslims who are having these dreams. They're having so many dreams in their country. It's not just Muslims, it's other countries but places where missionaries cannot go. People are having dreams about a man with nail-scarred hands. And they're wondering, what is this dream? Who is this? I watched a sermon by Dwight Nelson one time, and he talked about this phenomenon that's going on. And he said that a couple of students were really into this, and he says, we're gonna put up a website and try to find people who are having these dreams and see what they say. And they put up a website. They say, have you had this dream about this man with nail-scarred hands? We want to tell you who this is. They've got hundreds of responses. That's just one website. There are other people who report many of the, many of these the happenings going on around the world. God is working. Even the rocks and stones themselves will cry out 
about in places that we can't go to. Jesus says the rocks and stones themselves will cry out, won't they? God is coming back, but he's got a mission for us to do, and we want to answer that mission. I want to be part of that work, don't you? If you can't do it right here with your next door neighbor, maybe you want to do it in the foreign mission field, wherever the Lord opens the door. I've got a friend, he prays every day. He says, Lord, send me somebody that I can talk to today, somebody who really needs to hear about you. That should be all of our prayers, shouldn't it? Let's have a closing song.